Welcome to the second Wolves Women podcast. I've your host Nick here, and I've got Tom. Hi everyone. I've got Sai. Hi all. Uh, unfortunately, Jess can't make it today, so it's just the three lads here today. Um, thank you, all of those, all the, everyone who's sent in positive feedback, giving us a shout, giving us a retweet, much appreciated. Um, a really positive. Um, I know I got pulled up for, by uh, one of our listeners for not saying about my background and sort of my links to Wolves, because I asked Cy and Tom and Jess yes, last time. Um, so, obviously, I'm sort of Wolves fan all my life um, and have, I mean, and sort of followed the women's game on and off for sort of, sort of 10, 15 years or so now. And then having a daughter made sure I've sort of focused on sort of the, the women's game for Wolves in particular. Um, and since then, I've been involved in my local Wildcats centre sort of, and helping coach. I've got my FA Level 1 coaching certificate as well. So that's sort of my background. So uh, apologies for sort of not including myself there. Um, last time last time out, we sort of were, we looked back at the pre-season friendlies, but we recorded just before the Ipswich game. And we, uh, I, I remember rightly, we sort of, we'd noted that Ipswich were, had just been promoted to the Southern Premier like ourselves or equivalent to us being promoted to the Northern, but had started to sign people on professional terms. It was going to be a real challenging friendly to go down there and sort of um, play against them. Um, I don't know if either of you two were able to see it. I don't know what was shared. I mean, I was at the game. I don't think much was shared on social media. I know Ipswich were very, wanted to keep it very low key and had told their supporters trust not to, and supporters groups not to share the final score. Um, which was really, and we're doing no tweets from the game at all, uh, which was really interesting. Um, so sort of a bit of an update from that one. I think it was, I mean, Leo scored our goal, it finished one all. But what I would say is it was a really evenly ma- even match. And I think it's really interesting now looking to see that Ipswich are top of their league um, as well. I think they saw they were doing well in their in Southern Premier. So I think what I would take from that so for myself is that how even it was was that it gives us a really good benchmark against a team that starts to sign professional players as well so I think that's a really positive um, so that's just a sort of bit of a background on that one because I don't think you know it's a couple, good couple of weeks back and sort of more important things have happened um, since then um, moving on to the opening league game um, Middlesbrough at home uh, you both were there weren't you Tom Sorry. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just quickly run through the the lineup, um, and then we'll just dive into it. So it was, um, I've just got the team photo up here. So it was Jam, Kelly Darby, Shan, uh, Animorphis, Summer, Tammy, Ali Miller, Helen Demoni, uh, and the tw- Cross Twins, and Beth Merrick were the starting eleven. And, and yeah, so how do how do you see? How do you think it went, guys? Over to you, South Simon first. Yeah, um, overall, it was a very comprehensive, I mean, Turnier probably flat in Middlesbrough. Uh, you could see from the, the first sort of meeting, the attacking intent was Wolves and they they, they, they missed a lot of chances. Uh, early doors, Jan missed a good chance. Jade missed a, a, a good chance. Um, I was hammering I was hammering Jamila in pre-season for all the chances that she missed and all of the pot shots that she was having. But the goal came at the right time. It was, you know, it was, it was a superb effort from from Jamila and it's what Wolves deserved 
Um, they should have gone in the break a second, two or three up. I think the, the difference that was was, uh, I've actually spoke to Mac about this, Beth Merrick was playing on the left and not getting a lot of joy. I think she was in, her and Helen were uh, H were playing the same uh, the same kind of positions and they were on each other's toes. Um, Mac has switched them, so then put Ali Miller on the left and put Beth on the right, which paid much dividends in the second half but um, in the first half you know that was key to give Beth something different to run at and she had a lot more had a lot more positive impacts on the game she was quite frustrated down in front of where Tom and I were sitting in the in the first half you know you visibly frustrated with the performance um, but the, the switch was a bit of a, a tactical masterstroke from Maka um, but overall fully deserved you know you were always worried that the longer the game went on they didn't put it to bed I mean, we nearly gave Middlesbrough a goal, um, a, a back pass that went past Shan and then just rolled harmlessly past the, the correct side of the post. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it was it should have been more. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, definitely. It was a, a brilliant performance against Middlesbrough. Um, as I say, it should have been more. It should could have been 3-4, really scoreline flat in Middlesbrough. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Jamila Palmer, she when she hits him, she hits him, doesn't she? A rocket into the top corner of the net. No goalkeeper stopping that. And obviously the second goal come from the penalty spot, which, I mean, it took the referee quite a while, didn't it, for him to actually point to the spot. Um, I'm not but, sure of the logic. Know. I'm not sure of the. I'm not sure of why he waited. To be honest, yeah, it was a yeah, clear penalty. why he waited, but it was a clear I, penalty. But sorry, I was yeah, going eventually to say, gave it two 0 and. Yeah, we come away with a three points from that game, and yeah, brilliant so, result. Definitely brilliant result. So, Sai, from a referee's perspective, you no reason why he sort of delayed, no sort of advantage. Not out played. there. I mean, you 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 shouldn't anyway, and an observer would crucify you for it. However, if this is absolutely bearing on goal and it's your chance to look good, I just I'm not sure whether or not he was just waiting for a flag to come in, just for his credibility. I haven't spoken to him. I know the referee, you know, I know the referee in question needs a good ref. Um, but um, there were some curious decisions. I won't hang him out too much dry. But I, d- I didn't understand the uh, the reason to to wait. It was a bit. It was a bit. Uh, how anyone in Middlesbrough for Middlesbrough team didn't get a caution um, was a bit of a head scratch. I mean, even Macca got booked. Um, but there was a few, yeah, there, there, there was a few unnecessary ones. Tammy's was well-deserved, uh, was fully-deserved caution, and then there's a few others. I think Summer was quite unlucky. Uh, I thought Summer Holmes was, was the man of the match, or player of the match, should I say, for uh, for us. She worked tirelessly, sort of off the ball, certainly in the second half, did a lot of the dirty work, you know, protected and screened and broke up the play. There was a couple of quick breaks that Middlesbrough had, and all Summer did was just delayed it and delayed it to allow the other people to get back. Just a real clever extra level of depth in, you know, in the play of, of Delaney and I thought she was fantastic. She's an excellent midfielder there. I, I, I mean, the, could the one criticism of the team be that they, they did leave their scoring boots at, you know, in the dressing room? Because I mean, we had or was that always the middle to a keeper on fine form and therefore we were... She pulled off an amazing save, and then when the point, the fight, the the, the goal made scramble was Sunday League at its absolute finest. The ping pong in the penalty area. She did pull off an amazing save. She sent around the post, and actually, if you listen to the Middlesbrough commentary because that came out before the walk, you can hear me clearly go, "Oh, what a save!" You just hear it as clear as day in the crowd. You just hear me shouting, you know, when she. Uh, I think there's another one where Jam was going at someone, and you can hear me going, "Go on, Jam, get at her." Uh, too distinctive, too distinctive. My dulcet black country tones. 
Yeah, no, there you go. So, I mean, I think that's the key at the end of the day. We came away with three points. And I think as, as we sort of the, the, the pod tweeted out, yeah, there's um, three things in life that are certain tax death and uh, anamorphic scoring penalties. You know, that was, uh, uh, you know, a few of the England players need to watch that penalty to see how it's taken properly, don't they? Smash it. Smash it, <laughs> definitely. I think one thing we, we really must touch on, I think, and, and, Plus yourselves, there were 348 other people there at the match that day, 315 total. I mean, that was the highest attendance in the league that on that opening day. And certainly, I think that's a, a real statement from the from the fans of the club to come out and support them. Uh, I think it shows us sort of this, that there is that support within the fan base for this team. How, I mean, what was the atmosphere like? Mr. Tom, yourself, what thoughts? Yeah, it was brilliant. The atmosphere was brilliant. I'd say 350 fans there for the opening game of the season after being promoted. And, you know, we got behind we got behind the girls. And, you know, it just shows that there is a following for these girls now. It's been built up. Um, and there's more Wolves fans actually getting involved and wanting to watch the women's game. And it's brilliant to see. And hopefully um, we can get more for the on Wednesday night against the team up the road. So... Definitely. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to know what the average attendance for women's championship was. I mean, the atmosphere was pretty good when we scored. It was they're all they're a bit spread out. I I did chase. I was at Chase Town yesterday, and there was three hundred ninety six in there, and it certainly felt like there was more in the ground at Chase Town than there was at the, at, uh, at Castlecroft. But it'd be interesting. You you know, I think they did drive them on at times, um, and I think that the players really appreciated it and really they, they rose to it and they you could see them when they were warming up. They could see how many people were in there. I really want a big push um, to, you know, to try and get as many people. If we can get 500 down here on a Wednesday night, it might not necessarily be as easy on a... I mean, I don't know where they're all going to park, um, <laughs> but uh, if anyone's listening to this before the Albion game, get there early and get a parking space. Um, I'm just looking now. I'm trying to find out some average attendances, and the average attendance in the women's championship was 314 in the women's championship last season. So that so we'll be really good if we could average that sort of similar, if not more, it, you know, over the next mm-hmm. sort of this season and really push on. I mean, I feel, certainly I saw people who I follow on Twitter, um, you know, with their daughters, with their kids, there sort of making it a real sort of family day out, which is really positive because you know, at the end of the day, we all know. You catch them in young, and that, and once they get hooked, that's it. They're in there all the way through. Moving on yeah. to um, sort of today's match again, away up at Derby. Um, we'll just quickly run through the team list again. Um, so Shannon goal again. Emma and um, Tammy George. Uh, so Emma Cross, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Jade Cross, Amber Hughes, Kelly Derby, Summer Holmes, Anna Morfitt, Ali Miller, Helen Demode, and Beth Merrick were the starting eleven. Um, I mean, for, for me, it was the first time to see Amber Hughes play because she didn't play the preseason friendlies I was at. Um, and certainly she's a real attacking threat. You could see the attempt there. Tom, I mean, from yourself, we've all, yeah, we, what were your thoughts on that game? It was, a, it was an entertaining game in the end, but uh, thoughts on it? It was a good game, to be honest. It's a very physical game. Um, you know what Derby are, and no mugs. They're going to be up there. Um, competing um, for promotion to the to the championship, so you know to go there, compete with them, and to come away with a three points is an absolutely amazing result away at Derby. Um, and there's not many teams who will go to Derby uh, and, and and come away with a point. So you know it, it's a credit to to this team. 
Um, you know, first goal as well for Amber Hughes. Hopefully that's the first of many um, for her. And all round, three points, clean sheet. What You know what I mean? We're second in the lead now, just behind forward on goal difference. So, you know, the referee was a bit hard happy. Um, to be honest, I don't think she took control of the game at all. But, you know, it's three points. It's three points in the bag. And, you know, on to the next game now. 100%. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I share many of your cock thoughts there, certainly with the referee being slightly card happy and picking picking certain things up and not picking other things up. There was um, I mean, there was a late shout, or there was a shout for a penalty um, on the, on Amber, foul, possible foul on Amber in the uh, box. What were your thoughts on that, Tom? Do you think it was a penalty or...? It's one of them decisions to either go as fear or, or goals against, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, today it didn't go for us. But, you know, we come away with the result and match. It's all that matters, really. We've, we've got the three points and, yeah. I suppose my, my only sort of observation and sort of slight criticism would be that we... We didn't tr- we didn't get that second goal and sort of kill off the game and at times I mean obviously we're having to manage the game at the very end which was well managed you know can't fault them you know get um, Maka was making sure that they were playing trying to keep it into the corner and sort of manage it the the the, uh, the game out in the end um, but I wonder yeah. whether it would have been personally I would have liked to have seen Jan come on and have a run at their their tire defences towards the end because I think her strength would have. But it scared them slightly, especially having had Jade cross all with you know Jade speed all, all through the game so far. Having Jam come on something slightly different, giving something to you know something different challenges to face. That might be my only um, criticism. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? Do you think Jam should have got a ga- got on to the pitch? I know she was chomping at the bits too. Yeah, I mean you could see that she wanted to come on. Um... But, you know, as you said, you know, we, we should we could have got the second goal, I think, to kill the game off. Um, but they managed it well near the end. We, you know, Derby just kept coming at us trying to, you know, trying to get to, to get the equaliser. But, you know, it was well managed by the team. In regards to um, Jam, um, I think there's a bit of tactics going on there. I think that, you know, with West Brom coming up on Wednesday night, I think she'll be the, she'll be one who will be starting that game. So I think what Mac has done, keep her fresh, see this game out, keep Jam fresh, get her on the pitch on um, on, on Wednesday night, and hopefully she can um, get a hat trick against the Albion. Definitely. The one concern I did have is that H Helen Demode got subbed off early on into the second half. Seems to take uh, a bit of a knock, and it's it almost the. I mean. Um, when it happened, uh, Maka was straight on, you know, had uh, Anna Price Perks ready to, pretty much ready to go. He wasn't waiting to see whether the physio said there was a, you know, it was fine, to, you know, she would have fine to play on. So I just wonder whether she's carrying a knock or, I mean, my one concern perhaps coming out of that, looking ahead to the, to Wednesday night, because I think she'll be, a, you know, she'll be a key player looking ahead to that Wednesday night game. That's one observation. Talking about Wednesday night, it's them lot. We we did touch on it sort of last last time out. Um, there's been a bit, of, but we talked about it as an away game. It's now a home game. Um, so, do you know what's going on? Have you heard anything? Yeah. So 
Yeah, so it was originally meant to be at Sutton Coalfield Terran, which is the home of West Bromwich Albion ladies. West Bromwich Albion men are playing at home on the day and they were providing of the stewards. So therefore, they are said that they weren't allowed to, they would not be in a position to get stewards for the game. So therefore, they were requested a postponement. Um, and the FA said, no, thank you. We can reverse the fixture. Um, and then there are unconfirmed reports that they've continued to request uh, unsuccessfully for their game to be postponed. Um, but I don't know anything about that. It's just what people tell me. Um, so I, it, it's definitely happening. It's going to be a Wednesday night. It's going to be at Castlecroft. They are in a club that's in disarray. Uh, in from an outside looking in from what you know without the manager and the, the, the girl whose name escapes me stepped up from the ITC who's been with them for a long long time and she's a, a fantastic coach I've, I've dealt with her I can remember if I see her face but I can't picture her name but they've got a serious amount of injuries they've got players out they've got players on holiday which will happen at this level of football at this time of year yeah. the the you know the worst thing Wolves can do is think we're going to absolutely steamroll us. If we play to form and play like we have, then we will. However, we cannot turn up a game like this. They have always been our bogey side at any, at any level. Men's, women's academy, Albion have always been Wolves' bogey side. We need to turn up, do a professional job and really set a statement and, and show them that now we have overtaken them as that, as the, you know, we have been in their shadow for a while. It's time to step up, turn them over turn them over convincingly and then we can leave them in our, in our dust. 100%, mate, 100%. Um, I'm picking up on what you're saying about the sort of the the, the, um, the disorganisation, the disarray, the disarray of that team. It was only on their Twitter feed today that the game wasn't happening on, it wasn't happening at their place on Wednesday. It was moving to ours. I, I mean, considering we announced it, what, last week, something like that. I've tried. I can't remember when it was announced, but certainly we, we, you know, it's it's been on our Twitter feed and everything like that for about a week now, um, if not slightly longer. And yeah, it seems to be sort of that they've, yeah, it confirms those rumours almost that they've, you know, that I mean, as you say, they are rumours. They, they haven't had a game today, have they? No, they didn't play today. I mean, there was a cynic in me. The cynic in me, and I'm, I'm not that cynical, honest, honest. But the cynic in me said that I thought they were going to wait until see how we did, and then try and pull, yeah, you know, try and see again if they could get it postponed. Um, it, they, the 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 development team on fifteen nil today, um, as I've just yeah. seen on, on on the internet. So I would assume that they've given some of the first teamers a run out. Yeah, um, makes sense. But there you go. Oh, well, well, so we'll wait and see. But yeah, I think you're right. We need to make sure we get a big crowd down there. We need to really cheer them up, cheer on the girls and turn up and do a really professional. And I think that's the key professional job on them. Not, you know, as you say, it's this is it's, it's not one to just sit back. I, I think I, I think the likes of having Jam, you know, sort of ready and raring to go. You know, Anna Price sitting in that dressing room, Beth Merrick, both Wolves, you know, sort of Wolves season ticket, Wolves fans, yeah, they, they bleed gold and black, especially Berksy. They, they will want to make sure this is done properly. They will, there will be, I don't think, I don't see an issue with the, the mentality. I don't think Macca will let them get too cocky. I agree with you on that. Uh, that's one thing I did think when I was thinking about today, thinking about, you know, of all the managers that you want, that they would absolutely would never allow that to happen. It'll be Macca. I think he'll um, probably drop. I think he, he, if he's thought there were people who would be a bit too cocky, I don't think they would be in the starting eleven. To be honest, I think he'll be he'll be ruthless. 
moving on to the game after on Sunday, I think this is the this is the the top of the table clash against Files. Certainly is as we stand at the minute. So, I mean, obviously everyone seems to have a midweek game this week. So, or, well, twelve of the teams have a midweek game this week, but Files the top of the table at the minute. One again today, six points plus six plus five goal difference, something like that. I think it is um, doing flying again. Um, it's going to be a tough game at home, but I think you know it'll be interesting. We played them what two seasons ago in the cups, if I remember rightly. Won one, lost one, one nil both times. So it's going to be a really interesting contest. I mean, Tom, any thoughts about it? Wild is going to be a tough game. You know, um, they've got some top players there. Um, and again, it's going to be a game like Derby. You know, you've got to be on your game. They're going to be physical. Um, and as you say, you know, I think we beat them in the cup. Um, and I think, did that one go to extra time, if I remember correctly? I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was last season or season before. Um, but we have beat them, I think, you know what I mean? Um, but we've got home advantage, and that's crucial in games like that. A home advantage, a home crowd um, behind him, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get a result out of, out of fold. Um, you know, it's just it, uh, the concern is obviously playing today, playing Wednesday, and then having to go up against fold on um, on Sunday. It's like three games in one week, so obviously I think Macca might have to do a bit of rotating just to keep the energy levels up in the team fresh. But yeah, I think on the mentality side, I think that, you know, we win today. I think if we win the Black Country Derby um, in midweek, that'll give us so much confidence going into field and hopefully we'll we'll get another win. Definitely. Si, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Fylde were there or thereabouts last season. They were they were challenging for the top. Um, you know, I thought that Derby would be the, the sort of the acid test. So Fylde is going to answer the question, was Derby just we caught them on a bad day and we played well and Derby didn't? Or, you know, are we actually seriously contending for the title? You know, and I think that by beating Fylde, will we certainly, you know, if we beat the Albion on Wednesday and then if we were to get a result against Fylde, that is an enormous statement of intent. I mean, I sat here and said we'll get six points after the first three games. We've already got the six points, so for God's sake, please don't, uh, <laughs> don't, no, please don't lose on Wednesday to make to make my prediction come true. Um, but yeah, I think that it's very early on in the season to talk about, you know, how crucial it is. However, if we were to beat them and looking at the other sides in the division that you know we should have the beating of based on what we've seen already. Um, you know, we could be putting a big, you know, a big uh, a statement out to the league and you would never think it before. They, like, we, we discussed it and said that the team would be quietly confident that they would be challenging for the top and we really didn't know. We didn't know how we would, how we'd act, but, you know, we could be strapping ourselves in for a, a bit of a good season if, if we uh, get another three points on Sunday. Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think it's it gives us a real good sort of challenge there as well. Um, going forward, um, the game after that is Forest, not Forest. Um, that's a way, uh, that's a home as well, isn't it? We've got a we've got three home games on the bounce now because of the West Brom rejig. Um, so I think they're they're, they're mid table at the minute. So I think we're going to be um, on course again. So it'll be another interesting. Obviously, it's a re- we last played them in the cup last season. 
Um, I think they'll be after revenge for that cup exit on penalties. But it's could, it could be another challenging game again. Si, have you seen? Much yeah, Forrester. Yeah, Forrester. They've had a lot of players turn over. I know that Forest were a lot of Albion players a few seasons ago when we played them when we were up in this division. Um, I remember refing Wolves Forest, and actually, uh, here twist of fact that my Twitter profile picture was me sending off Amy Dickin for about three years. Uh, I had Cy Faulkner took an amazing photo of me giving Amy Dickin a red card because she actually booted Anna Perks off the ball. Uh, Anna Price, there she were. Um, and then yeah. I came over and sent her off, and it was my. Uh, and then as and I'll, me and I, me and Dick, I'll laugh about it now all the time that it was like that was my picture. But yeah, um, that was when the Albion took a lot of. They got the manager and a few um, Forest to take a lot of Albion players. Sorry, um, and the manager. Uh, it was an absolute head case. But I haven't seen them for a couple of seasons now. I think that these are the type that if they can be if they can get six points against Fylde and they can get, you know, against Fylde and Albion combined, then these mid table ones are the ones where you've just got to grind them out and, and get the results. And you always get that after the Lord Mayor show. That that's my worry about Fylde actually, is you know, if you do smash the Albion, you've got to get yourself back up again. You've won your cup final. You've got yeah. to maintain it. And then we've got to continue. I don't know much about them and, it, and it's such an unknown because we don't get a lot of media really and a lot else to go on. I think there will be a mid-table team. So as the home side, if you want to get out of this division or win this division, mid-table teams, you dispatch them. Got to dispatch them, haven't you, really? Right. Well, that's I think, is a good place to stop for the end of part one. And we'll uh, reconvene part two shortly. Catch you after the break. Welcome back to part two of Wolves Women podcast. Um, so we've sort of looking, sort of looked back at the fit or looked at the fixtures past that have come and gone, and uh, those that are coming up. Um, now, sort of looking at other, a few other bits and pieces, sort of more off the pitch type stuff. New Wolves kit, obviously, sort of when we recorded the first episode, it just being announced that the Wolves kit itself, or was just announced shortly afterwards. Um, Certainly, seeing the girls today in the home kit, it looks, it does look, it's a really nice home shirt. I do think it looks, it's a good quality shirt. It looks, Castor have done a, a really good job. I know the uh, looking good on your side, but, but I'll be honest, it looks better on the uh, on, on the players than yourself, mate. Sorry. The very visual reference there for podcast people. Yeah, Cyrus so busy showing off his uh, his shirt. Um, I've got the pro one. You know, everyone's oh, got too much money. Oh, there you go. You can drinks are on you then next time. <laughs> um, what was quite good? Uh, the Midlands Women's Soccer Channel did a review of the home and away shirts, and um, their home shirt came second out of the local teams. Um, won't comment about who came first. First, poor choice by Craig personally on that one. Uh, and the away shirt, the black away shirt, came fourth. Um, which Won't be used. I was going to say, which is interesting, of course, because. What colour do the refs use in tier three of women's football, Sorry. So I was sent an email on Monday, which is the actual FA Women's National League competition rules. Uh, and it quite clearly says, I'm not going to say which paragraph and which clause it is because I don't have the PDF open, but it does categorically say that in the FA Women's National League across all divisions that no team shall wear black or very dark grey colours. All kits must be approved and sanctioned by the league. 
which means that the order that was placed for the black kit for the ladies has now been reversed and there will be a, another kit available, which you can buy on the internet, but the walls haven't announced what it is yet. But you can buy it on Alibaba or whatever it is. So, so, I mean, it's wise. Spoiler alert, it's wise. I presume, therefore, it, it, it's, it's going to be the third kit, isn't it? It's really it there, there is a third kit coming out. It is wise. And that's nothing that I've not, not had any whispers from the club or anything like that. It's on the internet. It's been yeah. leaked. It's a white kit. So eventually that will be ordered, printed um, and done and dusted. The, 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 the ladies have got some absolutely fantastic kit and the stuff that they've got, you know, really makes them feel like such a professional outfit and all the coaching stuff have got, you know, absolutely look the part, um, you know, and hopefully that makes them feel the part and it can help with attracting players to the, the RTC and to the, you know, and, and women, you know, just to, just that whole quality of what you get in when you, when you sign for, for Wolves women and for Wolves girls, you know, hopefully that will, it's little things that maybe, yeah, maybe that would be for me, but if I get a nice track seat, it might, it might sway me one way or the other, that says more about me than anything else. But, um, yeah, I think that, um, I think that, I think it's it's just a great sign for the club that they've got. Certainly, Castor have done a great job on the kids. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think certainly something that I've seen a lot of the players' new signs, not just this season but previous seasons, have all commented about the, uh, the the facilities, the support, the fact that they don't have to pay to play. It, it all goes into that, and certainly, yeah. Today, I thought the kits, not just the, the kit, but as you say, the training tops, etc. That everything that goes with it, support-wise, looked the part. I mean, Tom, what what are your thoughts on that? The the kit. I mean, do you like the new uh, home shirt? Obviously, we can't comment on the the third choice kit as we haven't officially seen it yet. Yeah, I think that you know it's a uh, the new home kit's brilliant. I like it really well. The away kit as well is is, is brilliant. And Castor have done a, an amazing job. And if you look at the training gear as well, some of the training track suits and tops, are, they're brilliant. And it's also nice to see the club that they have actually got women's sizes in these shirts as well now. And they are actually getting, um, I think, is, is it September? Um, when they're getting the um, official women's kit in with Energy Angels um, on the shirt. So it's brilliant marketing all around um, for Wolves women. And, and yeah, Castor have done a brilliant job in Silver Club. Yeah, I think that's really important. I know I've got my sort of Energy Angel shirt from last season, another sort of visual reference for everyone listening. Um, but the the the, sh- the, yeah, the club, have, or we've heard that the club are going to be stocking the Castor shirts with Energy Angels on the front, both for men and women. And I think, I mean, so being completely brutal, I mean, honest, I think the Energy Angels logo looks so much better than the Manbet X or whatever it's called, the betting company's logo. I think. I mean, the Chinese betting company from a country where betting's are where they don't actually operate in the UK, but they come from a country that gambling's illegal. Go That's figure that. One. That's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Angel Angels. The logo looks much cleaner it looks nicer and i think that's and it's not just me being biased saying that it, it, you know there's there's others who've said it as well and also i mean certainly i'm not a big yes i've bought the wool shirt with betting companies on it do i feel comfortable buying wool shirts with betting companies on it personally no not a big fan that's my personal choice and therefore giving me the option to go in and say actually i'll have the energy angels one with the home you know with the wolves women's shirt on yeah energy angels I'm, I'll go and buy it. So therefore, it gives people that option as well. It's sort of, 
I know the kids obviously have Silverbug, is it? The IT company. It gives an option for the adults who don't want to be a betting, but advertise betting companies. And I think that's it's a, from a marketing, from a commercial perspective, I think it's a good idea as well. Because I think you probably get there'll be some people who just will not buy a wool shirt because it doesn't because it's got a betting company on it. So giving them that option, I think is it's a way forward as well. So in that sense, positive. Yeah, you know, it's whilst it's positive from a yeah, we should they should be selling it from an equality perspective. It's also positive from a commercial perspective for the club personally. Um so that's the 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 new shirts. We have had another signing as well. Um Maz Gortner, she was there today, not not playing. Um surprise, surprise, she's another former Coventry United player. I think you know, we, we discussed that last time round. they they them going professional has brought players who don't necessarily want to play professionally to us. Um, striker, experienced striker, and is currently coming from an ACL injury. I mean, I've not seen much of her. I mean, certainly in warm up, she was having a few, uh, sort of a, sort of warm up after before the game. She was having a few cracks with the ball. And to tell you what, she's got some power behind the foot. But have either of you two seen anything of her before? Know of her before from previous engagement? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, refed her a few times for Cov United in some county competitions. She scores goals. She scores good goals as well. It's something that you always want in, in, in women's football. It's just someone that can score goals from outside the box and just half chance. And it's just another, you know, we've got we've got Jamu can do that, but Maz has probably got that ability uh, in abundance as well. She does. She's a totally different type of striker to what we've got already. She's not like a Jade Cross that's going to be whipping and chasing down channel balls, but give her a sniff and she scores rockets. So, um I mean, she's not played for a very, very long time. I think there's patience, and I hope that she's as patient as we are in in a comeback. Mm. And you know, she certainly. I think she had surgery in November 2020. That's a long time out of not playing football. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they manage it. She should be back in September, get some games and get some game time. And again, it's we talked about Macca's headache of keeping them all happy. Uh, I hope. That it's not. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. I hope it's not to the detriment of the development of Leo. I hope that Leo continues to still get game time and still get time on the pitch because obviously she is our future. I think the sky's the limit for Leo. Um, so I hope that she still gets chances. I don't know if she came on today or got any game time today, but and um, when you probably when you're chasing a one nil against a physical side derby, would have probably just kicked her up in the air. But. But yeah, going back onto Madison, it's a brilliant signing. Um, definitely, I'm yeah, pleased that they announced it was the final signing of the summer and that that's done and dusted. Um, so yeah, it's just all positive for the for the club and for the for the girls. Yeah, no. So Leo didn't get any game time at all today, as you say. It was yeah, she's probably a bit too physical for her, um, which is why personally, personally I would like Jam on. And I think as well, sort of picking up on your point there about sort of you know sort of some of those shots from outside the box, etc. So I spotted that the keep, the, the uh, derby keeper did like to come off the line quite a way out, and I was it was one of those where you're just wanting somebody just to have a, a pot shot from sort of 30, 40 yards out and just see what happened if the keeper being off the line. So I think yeah, as you say, Maz is going to be a if that's sort of Maz's uh, mo, then that's going to be some real sort of good options there going forward and sort of give us that uh, going forward. Uh, so the other bit of news, sort of related to the squad, was the, the squad list was issued, has been issued, an update or the you know the season squad list has been issued. I think there was a, a few names that sort of not there. Some play, you know, fringe players have seemed to have dropped away. I think Pip, well, um, we think was 
I think we just touched on last time is heading off to join the military, I believe. And Naya Edwards has posted today, uh, yesterday, today on Instagram that uh, playing for the Royals as well. So I believe she's now in the, the Reading development squad um, somewhere along the line. But I think that's otherwise there weren't any major sort of uh, changes or anything we were expecting there in that squad. Um, so I think that's that's there. It's positive. Um, looking forward, the, the the league announced what was going to happen with promotion and relegation from the champion to and from the championship. Um, I'll, I'll just sort of say what it is, and then Tom, I know you're you're chomping at the bit over this, and I'll let you sort of start off. Um, so the the league winners of the Northern Premier and Southern Premier will play each other to go up in the one relegation slot. And then they're going to... So there's, that's a one up, one down from the championship. But to relegation from the Northern Premier, it will actually be three teams because it'll be one foot, one down into the Midlands, one down into the North, plus a third team. So it aligns back to 12 teams because they'll have one team coming up from the Midlands and one team coming up from the North Division 1 North. Uh, it's, it seems personally, it seems a, rent, a retrograde step. Tom, your thoughts, views, opinions? I think it's appalling. I really do. Because, you know, you, you, you go into a season and your aims are to win the league. Uh, win the league. And that with, with winning the league, you get promoted. That's the way it's been. And for them now to come and save it, if you win the league this season, you've now got a goal and play a playoff game against the Southern side, who wins that league, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Each team who wins their respective leagues should be promoted. They should be promoted. To say that someone's going to miss out, work hard all season. If you go a season unbeaten in this league, just say that, you go a season unbeaten, you finish top of the league. Like, brilliant season all around, and then you go and lose that playoff, it's oh, I, I just don't get the logic in thinking of who, whoever's made this decision. I, it's just an, a shocking, appalling decision, and someone's going to miss out on a promotion which they will deserve, and it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. Shouldn't happen. Should not happen in sport. You play to win. You play to compete. And if you win your league, you should be promoted. And it's as simple as that. Sorry. Yeah, they, they think that they're trying to create drama and, and excitement for the fans in a one-off game. It'd be interesting to know if it's played at a neutral venue or if it's two-legged um, home and away. I would like to think that it is. It's a tricky balance when you've got, especially like you said, if you've got people going down, say that from, from our division, from the Premier, what happens, say for example, what happens in our team if the, the three very furthest north teams get relegated? Um, it... it I can understand it for the rebalancing, but it's just a kick. It is an absolute kick in the teeth. Hopefully, we'll get through it. And if we got to the top and we won, we can look back and say, you know, we've escaped it. It happens a lot in other sports. It's happened in 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 football in the conference a few times. There has been other playoffs. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're aware in Scotland how relegation playoffs work as well. They split the leagues and all sorts. And then, 
And then I, a team will finish in a certain place. So there is a team that could get that could potentially get promoted, but they've got to play a team in the league above. And if they beat them, then they get promoted and then the other team don't. So there's lots of weird and wacky things and some uh, I mean, they must be on crack or something on some of the meetings that they uh, that they do because I, I can't like like Tom <laughs> says, you win your league. Uh, how good team will it be? And I will have to say whoever that may be, if it's Wolves, if it's anyone, any team that gets to the playoff and doesn't and wins their league. And doesn't go up, you know. I'd have the, the the most sort of sincerest, heartfelt sort of thoughts because it must be devastating, especially if one team romps it. Say, say for example, we squeak in, we get the top, and it's which romp it, and then we pick them. You'd be devastated. You'd absolutely be devastated. Um, I, I don't really understand why they do it, and I think it's just unfortunately in football it's always to protect the bigger clubs and it's another step to protect the bigger clubs in the championship that bring them more money for the FA um, more revenue to try and protect them so the little clubs are always on the outside looking in they don't that, like anyone else at the table that, that's a really interesting point side because I think I know sort of when they announced at the end of last season about the sort of whole sort of application to promotion Huddersfield who were clear away at the top made it really clear they were not applying for promotion to the championship because they couldn't afford it so this then you get an interesting situation is let's say Huddersfield were won the league again this season and go into a playoff game which knowing they don't want to win it because they can't afford to be promoted do they just send their development team out do and then sort of um Ipswich or whoever from the Southern sort of win that and romp home. Is that fair? Or do they say, actually, no, we don't want to play it because we don't want to get promoted and the second place team win, uh, second place team go up and play it? Yeah. And then what happens if they beat uh, Ipswich and romps their league? It just becomes a farce. It's very messy. You, you will know it. I mean, you were saying you've been following women's football for about 10, 15 years, same time as I have. The, the top level of women's football was not in balance with the top level of men's football. Mm-hmm. And then you'll know it's over the last five years that, that your, your, your Reddings, although they're still a women's super league team, your Bristol Cities, you know, your, your teams like that, they're the ones that are disappearing now because they're not being bankrolled by the men's. And now you see the synergy that you look at the women's super league, it's predominantly all women, the EPL teams. Yeah, uh, and that's the same in the championship, and those aren't happening. And that's all—that's all it is. They're protecting them, that the, the bring in the, and can pay the most money. And unfortunately, there are other teams that are traditionally women's team. Bristol City is a good example. They were in the championship for for years, and then Everton were one of the best women's team when they were when when women's football wasn't just being bankrolled by the men's. And all of a sudden, Man City and Chelsea throw an absolute boatload of money in it because they've bought every other cup. So we might as well win the women's cup as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, my only other observation would be it's pro- it would have been a perfect opportunity to expand the league to fourteen teams and be done with it, and actually set and have it be more competitive because I think I, I can they see the same, they want the same number in the S women in the WSL as the WSL championship. That's all it is. Yeah, but I can see sort of a couple of years time that they will want the, the the WSL expanded because I think. Realistically, I mean, we're diving into sort of, you know, sort of the WSL here. That's not what we're talk, meant to talk about. But, yeah, we all know the top three teams will be Arsenal, well, Chelsea, Man City and Arsenal. And there'll be a couple of others pushing around it. And then you've got the bottom six, seven, who'll be, actually, you want a bit more teams in there. So there's more game times and more competition, more TV games. But anyway, I, I think, yeah, we're not, we're of a, view, of a collective view that it's a, it's a real shame. This is is the way it's happening. Um, it's not the right way, but 
that's this that's what it is i think hopefully they'll hopefully will be as you say side we can sit back at the end of the season and either be safely out that you know not in that mix or even better sort of sitting at the end of it having won the playoffs sitting there in the in the top lot in the next league you know celebrate yeah with that, that bottle of champagne celebrating and i think that's yeah that's the only way we can look at it realistically now but our, um unfortunately um share those sort of disappointment you know and as you say it's also it's not just about walls it's about all the teams it's not it's about fairness across the board so i might have a little giggle if a certain other team did if it happened to a certain other team and i'll be honest it would be uh, though they're not in that position at the minute so it doesn't matter um just the movie i've got sent a quiz question today i've i know i don't know the answer so i'll i'll set the uh I'll set the question. We can see what sort of uh, how, how we do. How many league black country derbies have Wolves women participated in as of sort of the uh, end of this season, or oh, sort of before this season's games? So multiple choice, 18, 20 and 22 is the options. Go on, Si. What's your views? Middle for diddle, 20. I love Tom. the quiz, but if I don't know, go middle. <laughs> Tom? Yeah, I agree. Just go down the middle. I'm not actually quite sure, but I want to say 20. Uh, we're, we're, it's full house then, because I, I replied to uh, James, who sent the question in, and said, oh, I think it's going to be 20 as well. So uh, there you go. That's So do um, message in, you know, reply, so let us know what your thoughts are, and we'll get James to uh, let us know, and we'll, we'll feed back in for the next uh, Podcast as sort of what the uh, what the answer is. I do know the answer to how many I have refereed and how, how many I have officiated on in the middle, and I can tell you how many penalties I have given for Albion against Wolves. You see, that's just sad because oh, oh dear. And it was the winning penalty. Listen, I don't cheat for anybody ever. Don't care who it is. Don't care. You know, I love Wolves women, but even I ever officiate them. Um, and I gave a penalty again, and it was the winning penalty at Hensford Town against the Albion. I won't treat for anybody, so yeah, that was uh, it broke my heart. But you've got to do what you've got to do. Completely, unfortunately, but no, that's that's it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so fingers crossed, we'll be sitting here with sort of uh, Jade Cross, Jam Palmer, Leah Joyce, hat tricks all round, anamorphic penalty, and. However, many, you know, everyone else also getting one or two on the score sheets after Wednesday night and uh, look forward to sort of uh, another sort of uh, exciting couple of weeks with uh, with Wolves women. Um, so before we say goodbye to everyone, um, our social media, we are all over social media. We're on Facebook, fa- you know, facebook.com slash Wolves Women Pod. We're on Twitter, which is the Wolves Women Pod. And we're on Instagram. Of Wolves Women Pod, so yeah, it's really easy to find us. Look, look on those for Wolves Women Pod. We're there. Give us a shout as well. Do drop us a line. But that's it for this show. Uh, anything your final for yourself to say, Sign? No, just now that we're on Apple Podcasts, obviously give it a review, put a rating on it because I just put it up even higher. Just give us a little bit more of a of a, of a presence if people are browsing sports podcasts. So. Please keep it nice. Say something nice about us and about the podcast, so we can raise raise some awareness and you know, our profile. You know. Definitely. So yeah, and that's it from me. Tom, all, anything? All from, Tom, anything from yourself? Not really. Now, I just out that um, we go out there on Wednesday and really smash the team up the road, and you 
win the Black Country Derby, get the bragging rights, you know. Just come on, ladies, you can do it. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Bye-bye. sir.